Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by my favorite college in America, Hillsdale College, which proudly refuses every penny of government funding to remain independent. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. It's all quiet in the underground bunker. Doors closed, locks bolted. But the great one isn't just resting on his laurels. He's making sure your weekend is even better by giving you his best. This is the best of Mark Levin. Credit where credit is due. CBS reported this, but obviously somebody contacted them. But they could have covered it up like they did the uh, Biden laptop, but they didn't. Now, hopefully some of the other media will jump in and dig into this. Our media. U.S. attorney reviewing classified documents from Joe Biden's vice presidency found at the Biden think tank. So I want to start there. How is it possible that they didn't send a SWAT team in there? Why didn't they send a SWAT team in there? Now, if they have 10, 20, 30 classified documents or two. Isn't it likely they have other government documents in there, classified or otherwise? Those are two different issues. Whether he has government documents, and I'm telling you all these guys do. All of them. Obama, George W., Clinton, Clinton, Holder, Gore, Cheney, you name them. You name them. So this was always a farce. And then you'll get the legal analysts who now have humiliated themselves. Just as so many people who slyly and sleazily have attacked me look like a bunch of damn fools tonight. But in this case here, they're reviewing classified documents. No SWAT team was sent in. No uh, no special counsel. He gives it to a U.S. attorney. You see the double treatment? These, the different treatment? Biden and Trump? It's outrageous. Attorney General Merrick Garland is assigned the U.S. attorney in Chicago to review the classified documents. Roughly 10 of them are from Biden's vice presidential office. CBS News has learned the FBI is also involved in the U.S. Attorney's inquiry. What is the inquiry exactly? Thinking to just read the 10 documents? Shouldn't the inquiry be to say, hey, what else do you have over there? Well, we don't have anything. Well, guess what? We have a SWAT team over there right now looking. Why didn't they do that? And I'm telling you what the analysts will say. It's because... Trump was resistant. Trump wouldn't give them to us. Trump this, Trump... Excuse me, that has nothing to do with anything. Biden is signing all these things to allow the Department of Justice to criminalize what is an administrative matter. What did Biden do and his people to take documents? How did 10 classified documents wind up there? And is that all there is? The classified material was identified by personal attorneys for Biden on November 2nd, just before the midterm elections. 
said Richard Sauber, special counsel to the president, who confirmed it. Why are they talking to the special counsel to the president? There should be a special counsel investigating the president. And they were discovered when Biden's personal attorneys, quote, were packing files housed in a locked closet to prepare to vacate office space at the Penn-Biden Center in Washington, D.C., unquote. Now, that's interesting. So they were in a locked closet, and that's secure? Is that more secure than the locked storage area in the basement of Mar-a-Lago? Doesn't seem such. Documents were contained in a folder that was in a box with other unclassified papers. Were those government papers? The sources revealed neither what the classified documents contain nor their level of classification. But they didn't have nuclear secrets. Oh, okay. Well, neither did Trump's. That, that leak turned out to be a lie. White House Counsel's Office notified the National Archives when it was discovered, which took possession of the materials the following morning. Now keep in mind, for the two months all this was going on, more than two months, they got a special counsel now investigating Trump on this in January 6th. They've got all their analysts all over TV commenting on this. You even had the reprobates, the disgruntled former Trump administration officials, including Bill Barr, the former attorney general up there, saying this is kind of black and white. Well, is this black and white too, Bill? The discovery of these documents was made by the president's attorneys. They say the documents, this is the president's special counsel at the White House, we're not the subject of any previous request or inquiry by the archive. So what? Since that discovery, the president's personal attorneys have cooperated with the archives and the Department of Justice. Oh, wow, that's helpful. In a process to ensure that any Obama-Biden administration records are appropriately in the possession of the archives. And what did they find? We don't know. There's no answer. And why would you leave it up to the private attorney's for Obama and Biden. Why wouldn't you be sending the FBI in there with automatic rifles drawn? I'm quite serious. This is really outrageous. If it's the crime of the century, how can it be the crime of the century for one of the crimes of the century? The Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement. Is this a joke? The National Archives notified the Department of Justice. And then Garland assigned the U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Illinois. Because, you see, he'd been proposed by Trump. Well, it doesn't matter. The purpose of a special counsel is to eliminate the appearance of a conflict of interest. Lawyers in the private sector have the same responsibility. But here... This is the highest levels of government. The appearance of a conflict of interest. Merrick Garland will not let go of any so-called investigations, quote-unquote, of Hunter Biden 
or Joe Biden or investigations that should be launched against Joe Biden. He will not let it go, let go of the of control over it. But when it comes to Trump, he appoints a special counsel. But that's not when you appoint a special counsel. You appoint a special counsel when there's an appearance of a conflict within an administration. Not when you're investigating a political opponent. Let's see here. Now, this U.S. attorney recently briefed the attorney general and will eventually submit a final report to Garland, and it's expected to conclude soon. But how can this guy provide a report to Garland unless all the documents were reviewed at the University of Pennsylvania, the Penn Biden Center? You know, Biden's such an idiot. He wouldn't even qualify to be a student at the University of Pennsylvania. But there he is. Do they ever name these places after conservative Republicans? Hillary Clinton just got, I think, a job at Columbia. Wasn't it Columbia, Rich? I don't know what she'll talk about. You know, how to stay uh, three steps in front of the law or something like that. I must said something that almost got me in trouble. But nonetheless, you won't find a conservative. Oh, what they just did, actually. University of Florida hired uh, Sass. Hardly a conservative, though. Anti-Trumper. But for the most part, you're not going to find that. Biden learned about the presence of classified documents when his lawyers reported them to the White House Counsel's Office. Biden's unaware of the contents. Why? Why didn't they tell him what the contents were? He's president. He's got the highest classification. And he can declassify or classify to his heart's desire. And where are these documents today? Who has possession of them? You'll also notice that the University of Delaware, which houses a lot of Joe Biden's documents from the Senate, when he was in the Senate, he turned all those documents over to them, remember? And they're under lock and seal, really. They're under Fort Knox. And people have tried to get access to them, and the university says no. Tara Reid, who has alleged that Joe Biden molested and raped her. She says somebody ought to look at those documents as well, but they don't want to look at the documents. And hopefully the, uh, the Republicans in the House, now that they have all the rules that they want, hopefully they will subpoena those records and look at them. Because they need to be looked at. And hopefully they will now subpoena all the tax records for the Pelosi's just to make sure the audits are proper. Remember that? Just to make sure all the auditing is proper, you know. Mark Levin. My friends, 2022 is history. But have you thought about what you'll do in 2023? How will you make it better than last year? That's why I have a challenge for you. Resolve to become a better educated American. Look, every new year is a new opportunity, so I have a great way for you to make the most of this one. The good folks at Hillsdale College have made their amazing online courses free for all who wish to learn. 
My challenge to you, take just one of these fantastic courses. You can discover the beauty of the Bible in the Genesis story, study the writings of C.S. Lewis, or explore the true meaning of America in Constitution 101. There are many more to choose from, and all these self-paced free courses feature Hillsdale faculty and scholars. So visit levinforhillsdale.com and pick one of more than 30 free Hillsdale courses. I hope you'll accept my challenge. Pick whichever course you like and resolve to be a more educated American in 2023. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for and start your free course today. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Making your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. The top Republican on the House Intelligence Committee, AP, has requested that the U.S. intelligence community conduct a damage assessment of potentially classified documents found in the Washington office space of President Biden's former institute. Representative Mike Turner sent the request today to Director of National Intel, Avril Haynes, saying that Biden's retention of the documents put him in potential violation of laws protecting national security, including the Espionage Act and Presidential Records Act. Irrespective of a federal review, the revelation that Biden potentially mishandled classified or presidential records, writes AP, could prove to be a political headache for the president, who called former President Trump's decision to keep hundreds of such records at his private club in Florida irresponsible. Keep hundreds of what such records? Classified information? There weren't hundreds of classified documents. Let's see here. Biden ignored Shadow's questions earlier, but he answered them just now. And he made no news. He basically said his lawyers did what they should have done. That when they were cleaning out his office, uh, when he was elected president I suppose but last time I checked that's two years ago right Mr. Producer at least putatively he uh, had his private attorneys look at everything as they were shutting down that office moving it somewhere else I guess and they found the information and he said they alerted the National Archives and he doesn't know what's in the documents his lawyer said he shouldn't ask what's in the documents and it's under review and he hopes the review will be completed soon That's it. So move along, nothing to be seen here. Move along, nothing to be seen here. And I might add, as a footnote, um, he was asked about immigration and so forth, and uh, 
He's definitely going to now reposition himself as a centrist and a moderate, having been the most radical president in my lifetime and in many lifetimes, trying to even outdo Obama and FDR. And I think he has succeeded. And he says, you know, the critics on the far left and the far right are wrong. Get my drift? About his reform plan for immigration. He has a plan. He always has a plan. No action, or at least no effective action on behalf of the American people. He's got a plan. Those entrusted with access to classified information have a duty and an obligation to protect it, said Turner. The issue demands a full and thorough review. The documents were found on November 2 in a locked closet in the office. The alert of the White House. See, we're getting two things. And this is important. Biden just said his attorneys alerted the National Archives. One article said they alerted the National Archives. Another article said they alerted the White House Counsel's Office. So in this AP article, it says that his White House Counsel said the attorneys immediately alerted the White House Counsel's Office. They, in turn, notified the National Archives. They, in turn, notified the Department of Justice. And, of course, they're cooperating. Okay, so what? These are strict liability statutes. The uh, Espionage Act and the Presidential Procurement or Records Act. So either you do what's in the law or you don't. The issue with Trump, of course, was whether he declassified these documents or not. But also, if they're going to take it to the issue of obstruction, which is what they keep talking about, that is a crime that requires intent that's not a strict liability crime I don't want to get into the weeds but uh, we'll talk more about these things with James Trusty and uh, Fred Flights James Trusty from a legal perspective Flights from a national security Representative James Comer the new GOP chair of the House Oversight Committee said Monday that this raised questions about the Justice Department's handling of the Trump probe. Is the White House going to be raided tonight? Are they going to raid the Bidens? This is further concern <coughs> that there's two-tier justice system within the DOJ with how they treat Republicans versus Democrats, certainly how they treat the former president versus the current president. Of course, then they prop up Jamie Raskin, who's a red. I understand he's quite sick, but he's still a commie. I have confidence the Attorney General took the appropriate steps to ensure the careful review of the circumstances surrounding the possession and discovery of these documents. He said, and make an impartial decision about any further action that may be needed. And he says uh, that Biden's attorneys appear to have taken immediate and proper action. Yeah, immediate and proper action. I don't care what Biden's attorneys did. I care what Biden did. Biden had these documents for years and years and he didn't know it okay let's reverse this there's only 10 of them they say right not hundreds and hundreds that they accuse Trump of 10 of them he didn't know he had him but he locked him in a closet with funeral information and arrangements involving Bo Biden 
And he never looked. He didn't know what was in it. He doesn't know what's in the documents. That's a little hard to stomach, don't you think? They knew this a week before the election. Something the American people should have known, as I pointed out yesterday. The raid on Mar-a-Lago. As Jim Jordan points out, three months before this election. Would have been nice if we knew about the Biden situation on November 2nd. They had the information. They sat on it. So why did the White House disclose the information? And why aren't these questions being posed to the White House now? That's a good question. And it's also very important. And who made these decisions? And then you can hear the, uh, the talking points that went out to the Democrats as they march in line and click their heels. Here we have Pete Aguilar. Boy, this guy is particularly loathsome. This is the guy, I think, who kept nominating Hakeem Jeffries for Speaker of the House. This guy's loathsome. Cut one, go. This is Republican hypocrisy in its finest. When the former president had 320 documents found in his personal residence, they said that, quote, that will not be a priority. What President Biden did whoa, whoa, was... Whoa, 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 whoa. That will not be a priority. It's under criminal investigation. What do you want them to do? You want them to work for the Democrat Party? Is that it? The only... Good investigation is a Democrat Party investigation. This clown sat on the January 6th committee, too. Keep that in mind. Go ahead. Archives. Let law enforcement know. That is exactly the way... They didn't let law enforcement know. I just read you the AP. They let the White House know. But, folks, it's not a matter of letting law enforcement know. It's not a matter of of letting even the White House know, although that does show their mindset. The fact of those documents in the former vice president's office, before he was president, without any declassification authority, this is what I talked about Monday, this is what Byron Donalds reiterated today, that's the issue. That's the issue under the Espionage Act. And under the construct of the Constitution, the vice president doesn't have any power whatsoever with respect to this unless a president dies and he's acting, then he becomes president. But that's beside the point. That's not relevant here. Go ahead. This. So we're going to support the fact that the president is following this established protocol, that he did the right thing. Um, So it's over for them. And... uh, They're all out there saying the same thing. Their media hacks are out there saying the same thing. Their legal analysts and former federal prosecutors are out there saying the same thing. Their phony national security experts, you remember them with the the Hunter Biden laptop, they're out there saying the same thing. This is what they do. It's a conga line. It's a conga line of fools, freaks, and phonies. And this information has already been reviewed and not by a special counsel, not by an independent authority, not by a special master. This information is now 
with the Attorney General of the United States, apparently some kind of report or conclusion, by the U.S. Attorney in Chicago. I don't care who appointed him. I don't care if Moses appointed him. It's an appearance of a conflict, because that guy reports to the Attorney General. He handed his report to the Attorney General, and now Garland's going to sit there and make a decision. Well, he already made decisions. He made decisions that in the case of Biden, when he was vice president, and after he was vice president, before he was president, that he's going to rely on his private lawyers to tell them that this is it. They don't have anything else. That's it. No subpoena. Certainly no warrant. No FBI SWAT team. I mean, they were sitting on the information, wittingly or unwittingly, but at least initially it has to be winning, right? For years and years and years. Now, with Trump, they said there were more documents. That is irrelevant under the law. No law is talking about the number of documents. It could be one document if you apply it the way the Democrats are talking about. Pretty incredible. But they're already with the defense. They're already. Mike Memoli. If I mispronounce your name, so what? NBC News White House correspondent. I got to say, the guy's acting like a reporter, at least briefly. Cut five, go. Clearly, there's going to be some political concern here. The president gearing up for a potential launch of his reelection campaign. And now you have hanging over them uh, this illegal cloud. But it was interesting and I think important to note that White House advisors at the highest levels would have known that this issue was ongoing for at least two months, given the timeline we were given from the White House yesterday. And so I think one of the questions is about why they've waited for this story to sort of break in the news on its own uh, versus being fully transparent, disclosing this as soon as that happened two months ago oh my goodness that guy better watch his back oh yes over there at uh, NBC and that's the question because it's political because Merrick Garland's political through and through the whole damn bunch of them are they didn't want you to at least know anything about this prior to the midterm election which could have affected a number of these tiny tiny majority losses that we had they were not going to allow that this department of justice is so politicized it's unbelievable it's unbelievable it just uh, I'm glad Mr. Comer and Mr. Jordan are in the positions they're in and are going to exercise their power to look into these things and yes I'm glad that the speaker has told them to go for it Go for it. You told him to go for it two months ago. Go for it. I have a question, ladies and gentlemen. I don't mean to be provocative or rude or mean. I'm never those things. Is Joy Behar's face melting, Mr. Producer? I don't know if she's ever had a facelift, but it appears to me, from a pedestrian perspective, that she has. I saw a recent clip. And she's starting to look a lot like John Kerry. Mashed potato face. But it looks like the left side of her face is starting to drip. 
Now, I could be wrong about this, but I don't think I am. So if she takes a long period off, you know, they're probably going to have to wrap that back against around the, again around the back of her neck. Just a thought. Just a thought. But a good thought. House Republican files articles of impeachment against DHS Secretary Mayorkas. McCarthy called for Mayorkas to resign in November or face an impeachment inquiry. That would be Mike Kevin McCarthy. Texas Republican Representative Pat Fallon has filed impeachment articles against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro delivering on a promise he made last week before the 118th Congress was officially sworn in the articles of impeachment against Mayorkas for high crimes and misdemeanors known as House Resolution 8 were introduced by Fallon in the House on Monday and have been referred to the House Judiciary Committee. And he vowed to file impeachment articles against him after the Congress was sworn in. He said since day one, Secretary Mayorkas' policies have undermined law enforcement activities at our southern border. From perjuring himself before Congress about maintaining operational control of the border, to the infamous Whipgate slander against our Border Patrol agent, Secretary Mayorkas, has proven time and time again that he is unfit to lead the Department of Homeland Security. And we're going to be monitoring this to see which Republicans refuse to support it. Now's the time to sharpen the teeth and to grab the brass knuckles. His willful actions have eroded. I mean that figuratively. His willful actions have eroded our immigration system, undermined Border Patrol morale, jeopardized American national security. He's violated the law. It's time for him to go. So uh, that's important. Fallon's first article alleges Mayorkas has failed to faithfully execute the Secure the Fence Act of 2006. A second article alleges he's in violation of his constitutional oath, willfully provided perjurious, false, and misleading testimony to Congress. And the final three articles charge Mayorkas publicly and falsely slandered border agents were accused but later cleared of whipping Haitian migrants in Del Rio, Texas in 2021. Uh, having met this guy, he's a very serious guy. He's very affable, too. And during a visit, they write at Fox to El Paso in late November. Then Representative Kevin McCarthy, who was elected by his to be speaker, called for Mayorkas to resign over his handling of the migrant crisis at the board and warned of an impeachment inquiry. If Secretary Mayorkas does not resign, House Republicans will investigate every order, every action, every failure, and will determine whether he, we can begin impeachment inquiry, McCarthy said in November. Mayorkas said two days ago he will not resign. And so now an impeachment or impeachment articles have been filed against him. A uh, DHS spokesperson said in November in response to McCarthy that this amounts to a little more than finger-pointing from Congress. Well, the Speaker brought it up. Mr. Fallon has now executed, and now it'll be up to the rest, the Judiciary Committee and the rest of the Republicans in the House, and I sure as hell hope they do it. And, of course, the, the Democrat media is out there 
This hasn't been done in 100 years. I don't care if it hasn't been done in 200 years. I don't care. They always move the ball. They always change the standards. This is a battle between those of us who believe in liberty and those who believe in tyranny. That's what it is. And the Democrat Party has made it abundantly clear and their media spokesmouths that they support tyranny. That is the unraveling of this republic. And they don't even need to make it clear by what they say. This is what they've been doing. Without question. And so that's very important. And I think it's uh, it's a good thing. Now what else? The new Speaker McCarthy confirms that three Democrats will get stripped of committee assignments. Ed Marcy at Hot Air. President sent by Nancy Pelosi, president followed by Kevin McCarthy now. The previous session of the House, she stripped Marjorie Taylor Greene of her committee assignments over a like on a tweet that suggested someone start shooting House Democrats, for which Greene later apologized. Now that gavel has returned to the GOP, and McCarthy's going to return the favor for three House Democrats. Just one right now at a time. Why just one? Eric Swalwell's time on Intel was already up. Omar's assignment was subject to a House vote anyway. So they're already gone. Who's left? Ooh. I think it's Schiff. I think it's Schiff. Eric Swalwell cannot get a security clearance in the public sector, said McCarthy. Why would we ever give him a security clearance to the secrets for America? So I will not allow him to be on the Intel Committee. And you have Adam Schiff, who had lied to the American public time and again. We will not allow him to be on the Intel Committee either. So they're going to target Schiff for committee stripping retribution. Uh, the other two are already going to be off those committees. And of course, Schiff abused his position as committee chair. And we now know that he also contacted Twitter to try and get journalist and a damn good journalist Paul Sperry silenced silenced because Sperry helped expose Schiff's lies remember all that and uh, so he wants to run for the Senate for Diane Feinstein's slot Diane Feinstein is completely out of it and I don't say this Meanly, because it's a sad, sad thing. It's a horrible thing that families have to experience. She has dementia. I remember uh, when Thad Cochran had dementia. But McConnell supported him strongly, wanted him to get reelected, which he was, because they just haven't voted for McConnell. And that's what they've been doing with Feinstein. You haven't seen Feinstein. They, they voted for a president of the Senate, a president pro temp. That is when... Uh, the vice president's not there. It's the most senior person on the Democrat side. In this case, I believe it was Feinstein. But they chose to vote for somebody else because Feinstein can't handle it. And there she is voting. If you can believe that. Mark Levin. My friends, 2022 is history. 
But have you thought about what you'll do in 2023? How will you make it better than last year? That's why I have a challenge for you. Resolve to become a better educated American. Look, every new year is a new opportunity, so I have a great way for you to make the most of this one. The good folks at Hillsdale College have made their amazing online courses free for all who wish to learn. My challenge to you, take just one of these fantastic courses. You can discover the beauty of the Bible in the Genesis story, study the writings of C.S. Lewis, or explore the true meaning of America in Constitution 101. There are many more to choose from, and all these self-paced free courses feature Hillsdale faculty and scholars. So visit levinforhillsdale.com and pick one of more than 30 free Hillsdale courses. I hope you'll accept my challenge. Pick whichever course you like and resolve to be a more educated American in 2023. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N and start your free course today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. You're listening to the best of Mark Levin. You're at the right place, of course. If you want to hear people blow hard and do that sort of thing, you're at the wrong place. But you're at the right place because we deal in knowledge and facts and information. And as I've said, we have no idea. I said yesterday, the day before, that's Monday, Tuesday. We have no idea how many documents Joe Biden has taken, whether they be classified or otherwise. Because there's been no subpoena, there's been no FBI independent review of the one location or any other location. Mr. Producer can produce an entire audio list where I said that, but why bore you with that? And of course, the politicization of the National Archives, which turned into a a political weapon against Donald Trump, is now without dispute and of course the attorney general is the biggest hack to ever be attorney general and there's a lot to go through here today stick with me because we are several steps ahead of the curve a special counsel was appointed to investigate Donald Trump in mid-November more than two weeks after the same attorney general of the United States was aware that Joe Biden had secreted, wittingly or unwittingly, but you assume wittingly, classified information at his so-called office at the pen, whatever the hell it's called. That immediately raised a concern here with us, in which I said, have all of his locations been searched? How do we know it's just 10 classified documents? On the say-so of his private lawyers? Why isn't there a SWAT team? Why isn't there a warrant? At a minimum, why isn't there a subpoena? Questions have never been answered. In fact, even today, they weren't asked. 
for two months. For two months. The Attorney General, the Department of Justice, the Biden administration, White House, the National Archives, among others, kept this secret. They covered it up through the midterm election and well beyond. They were hoping to sweep this under the rug as they continue to pursue Donald Trump. Why has there not been a special counsel appointed, ladies and gentlemen? Is there not an appearance of a conflict of interest involving the President of the United States? The answer is yes. Well, that's the standard that triggers such an appointment. And yet, on many grounds, whether it is violating the immigration laws, whether it is violating the Constitution when it comes to which, which branch of government is responsible for making spending decisions, where Biden has, on several occasions, on his own, attempted to usurp that authority, including with student loans and so forth. These are big issues. Not a phone call. These are very, very big issues. So we have the cover-up, we have the lack of a special counsel, and we have a situation now in which more documents have been found in another location. So everything I suspected is true. It's not because I'm Nostradamus. It's because I keep telling you, and I'm going to keep saying it, Almost all of these officials have taken documents with them, including classified documents. Our friend Carl Rove was on Fox. We invited Carl Rove to come on this program. But we were told, Mr. Producer was told, that he's out at a dinner event, is that correct? At a dinner event, probably having peanut butter crackers in the basement as he's watching uh, the History Channel. But nonetheless, I wanted Karlov to come on the program because he made such an attack on Donald Trump in the last 24 hours, trying to present differences between the Biden situation and the Trump situation. And even before I asked him, I had no idea about this second group of documents. I was going to ask Carl how he knew there were only 10 documents, how those documents got there. And he says that this administration has been cooperative. Well, so was Trump. There was just a disagreement, and you resolve those disagreements. You don't send in the FBI. I also wanted to ask Carl Rove if George W. Bush had received or taken any documents, or Dick Cheney or any cabinet official in his administration, being deputy chief of staff and all, and how he could ensure that they had not. But Carl's at a dinner engagement. Maybe he'll come on tomorrow. Well, we don't want him tomorrow, do we? We have a huge guest tomorrow. Maybe you've heard of him. President Donald Trump will be on the radio show tomorrow in the second hour. 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So please, please take a listen. We will have President Trump on the program in the second hour, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, um, to discuss a number of things.
And so this time the information was leaked to NBC because they know that Chairman James Comer is all ready to roll on the National Archives. And I want to repeat for those who weren't here yesterday, those of you who were, it's just short, the question that I had asked Sunday on Life, Liberty, and Levin, Chairman Comer, which helped launch all these leaks, I guess, and try to get in front of him once they learned what his plans were, with what was once a backwater agency called the National Archives. This is from Life, Liberty, and Levin last Sunday. Go. The National Archives. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that you folks will take a look at how they have applied their rules to past presidents, past secretaries of state, past attorney generals and so forth, because I don't believe in two seconds that no past president or vice president or attorney general or secretary of state doesn't have some document at home or didn't destroy some document. I don't believe it at all. Is that something you'll look into? Yes. In fact, the National Archives is under uh, our jurisdiction in the Oversight Committee. This used to be just a sleepy government agency that was required to give us an annual report in the Oversight Committee. Uh, I was the top Republican, so I had to be there. And the chairwoman was uh, Chairwoman Maloney from York. Well, I think we were the only two in attendance the last time they, they came before the committee. So they never really made any news. And you're exactly right. We've gone back and investigated every president and vice president has uh, inadvertently taken documents with them. There was never a raid on their their private residence. I sincerely believe, and I don't have the evidence, we're going to look into this, but I sincerely believe that that raid on Mar-a-Lago was triggered by the January 6th committee, just doing a fishing expedition to see if they could find anything, Mm -hmm. anything they could use against Donald Trump. So uh, that was wrong. Uh, Every request we've made to the National Archives They've referred us to, to Merrick Garland. So, you know, they're not in a good position with the Republicans now. This is another agency that uh, I was wanting to withhold their funding until they came in front of us and answered a lot of questions that we had. Unfortunately, the Senate, again, didn't do us any favors. But, uh, you know, September 30th, we'll be here before you know it. And, and we're going to, again, uh, demand that they give us some answers as to uh, what went on and what actually triggered that raid. And we have evidence where other presidents uh, in both parties had inadvertently taken uh, documents home before and nothing like that had ever happened uh, previously. All right, back live. So there's a lot more when we come back. I want to add something else here. I want to repeat something because there's a lot of disinformation going on. Over 90% of the rules that are being used now by the House Republicans had been agreed to by the Republican caucus after the November election. While it's true from August to November, the Freedom Caucus wasn't making a ton of progress, it's also true that after the election, the vast majority of the rules, the entire Republican caucus agreed to which is why 60% of the Freedom Caucus was not part of the 20, which is why Jim Jordan was not part of the 20. Jim Banks was not part of the... I can go on and on and on. That is, that's why the vast majority of the conservatives in the Republican Caucus in the House didn't go along with the 20. So they squeezed out a few more, and the one that they really got that the rest did not want was the ability of one person 
to cause a vote on the removal of the Speaker. That was really what the fight was over. I just point that out. Because if you're happy with what's going on right now, and I am, and we talked about it yesterday, then you should be happy that these people seem to have united around a conservative agenda, which they appeared to unite around right after the election. So those are the facts. The gentleman you just heard, Mr. Comer, he was always going to do this. Jim Jordan was on my show a couple months ago. They were always going to have a special committee. They had to figure out, you know, what the call and where would be. You can call it the church committee. You can call it the Ernie Grabowski committee. These things were already in play. What they wanted to do and why they were angry and upset is they wanted to get them instituted. So I just point that out to you because the facts need to be stated, and we do not rewrite history here. That's a footnote. Now, I want to get on with these documents, because this is important. This is very, very important to show how the Democrats and the media and even these Republicans like Rove and others go on TV and try and take out Trump, even though he's a private citizen. Make excuses for Biden, are circling the wagons, and yet, if the Espionage Act means anything, then we're going to be rolling up a bunch of ex-presidents, a bunch of ex-vice presidents, a bunch of attorneys general, and every damn one of them knows exactly what I'm talking about. Every damn one of them knows that I'm right. That is, that while they're pointing the figure finger, they should be pointing it at themselves. The media know that this has taken place. Obama knows it. Bush knows it. Rove knows it, Gore knows it, (coughs) Cheney knows it, and Biden knew it. They all know it. Bill Barr knew it. Eric Holder knows it. Hillary Clinton knows it. They all know it. Mark Levin. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Great One makes your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. I want to address a topic. Conservatism and national defense. Conservatism. We have a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot, we have a handful really of individuals who seek to rewrite conservatism through a very superficial thinking, who throw around labels like nationalism and populism, not even understanding what they mean or their historical context. And they think they have to invent new ways of thinking, new ideas, both as a way of 
ingratiating themselves with others and sort of playing the role of a new Aristotle or new Edmund Burke or new whomever. And they're utterly incapable of it. Because as we understand, common sense and conservatives and the founders understood, you have to have some knowledge and appreciation for what's come before. So if you're out to destroy the reputation of those who've come before, whether it's a Buckley or a Reagan or Goldwater and others, great thinkers who made tremendous advancements, or even people before them, because you think you're smarter at the age of 25 or 30, then you actually have the mindset of a Marxist. Your thinking is not based on principles and philosophy. Your thinking is based on grandiosity and narcissism. And that's the truth. In his book, The Conscience of a Majority, Barry Goldwater has an entire chapter on isolationism. He calls it, chapter four, isolationism again. And the isolationists are enormously dishonest. They will trash our allies... And they will censor information about our enemies. This movement existed prior to World War II and at other times in the short history of this country, but prior to World War II. And it involved Democrats and Republicans, but particularly outspoken so-called conservatives. They weren't very conservative, but that's what they said. And they had an entire movement as Hitler was making his presence known, as Tojo made his presence known, and even before them as Mussolini made his presence known, and their intentions known. Their intentions known. They kept saying that the America First position, they were called America First, Stay out of these foreign entanglements. That's what Washington told us. Europe is Europe. It won't affect America. It's awfully far away. Don't escalate. Don't provoke. They can't hurt us and they won't hurt us. And besides, do you want to send your children to Europe? And it was very persuasive and influential in the Republican Party. They didn't want to be called isolationists. They were led by, among others, guys like Lindbergh, a tremendous hero, of course. And they had a much bigger following than they do today in this country, but it was a very big following. A very big following. 
Now, I have to truncate the history of this, but nonetheless. So when Britain was at war with Hitler, uh, Congress had passed what's called a Neutrality Act. Now, the Neutrality Act was passed earlier, but Franklin Roosevelt's hands were tied. He couldn't flat-out give support and aid to Churchill. Churchill was begging him for help. So he came up with this Lend-Lease program, which actually violated the Neutrality Act, but nonetheless, Democrats are Democrats. So it wasn't really until we were attacked by the Japanese at Pearl Harbor did we jump into the war. We were not ready. We hadn't built up our military. As a result, we had a lot of men die in many respects early on because our military was not adequate. Our training was not adequate. So the country, of course, rallied. The capitalist system kicked into gear. And everybody contributed. And while we were on our heels, we were able to get our bearings. But a lot more people died than had to die. And despite having many members of my family in World War II, thank God none of them died. Most of them were Marines. And they fought and they fought like hell. I understand the notion of a military-industrial complex, a phrase that was not invented by Eisenhower but was embraced by him. He was trying to wind down from levels of spending that had taken place in World War II like we'd never seen before. He didn't want to gut the military. He understood the problems better than anybody. But he understood that we didn't need to be at the same level we were during the midst of World War II. But he also understood that isolationism was a disaster. So he wasn't an isolationist. He wasn't a pacifist. He didn't use the rhetoric of the so-called America First crowd. Lindbergh, as soon as we were attacked at Pearl Harbor, reversed course. He became one of the greatest, I won't say pro-war, but pro-American fighting war advocates in the country. He also raised an enormous amount of money through, uh, through the bond uh, campaigns, B-O-N-D, uh, to raise money for the military and for the spending. And the America First organization was disbanded, of course. And they were wrong. They were dead wrong to ignore the facts, to ignore the evidence. A new kind of conservative arose from this, rejecting isolationism. They saw the rise of Russia, the Soviet Union, I should say. They saw the rise of communism as a great threat. And they were right. And they were at loggerheads often with the Democrats. 
who in many ways were the isolationists, but certainly the pacifists. And they took this military-industrial complex language and argument that Eisenhower had mentioned for a completely different purpose and used it to fight defense spending and to fight military efforts to protect this country as the Soviet communists and and others were building these satellite relationships throughout the third world, including in our own hemisphere. There was also the Marshall Plan after World War II. I don't know the equivalent dollars of today, inflation dollars, but where we spend an enormous amount of money to help build up a number of these countries that we had destroyed in Europe and Japan. Many of them are our NATO allies today, our allies. And we kept a number of bases in these areas so we wouldn't have to die our Family members wouldn't have to go to war and die again over the same territory. We didn't take the territory. We didn't lord over the people in these areas. But we kept our bases, so we had forward military projection, just in case. We learned a lot from that war. We learned a lot, not just tactically, but a lot that needs to be done in terms of gathering information, intelligence, being aware of what's taking place, so we're not on our heels again. What's this all about? I'll tell you what it's all about. I'm not saying they will, but if there is an effective movement among the Republicans on Capitol Hill to slash defense spending, and we're not talking about waste, fraud, and abuse. We all agree with that. And we're not talking about there shouldn't be oversight with inspectors general with Ukraine and all. We're not talking about that. We agree with that. And maybe there can be cutting here and there. We agree with that. That's just rational. That's fiscally rational. I'm talking about those who keep talking about we can't be in quote unquote these forever wars. And they use Afghanistan or they use Iraq as they use these as cases to prevent us from defending ourselves and building a military that's capable of defending ourselves, we will fight them behind this microphone. We will fight them. I know that's unpopular with some, but I could give a damn. Communist China, I want you to go online and Google it all you want, is a nation preparing for war. They have five times as many people as we do. They now have nuclear weapons, the technology they stole from us. They have a serious air force. They have a navy that's larger than ours. And they are pouring an enormous amount of money into this. And so when they present their defense budget and people say, well, they're only spending this, we're spending a lot more. Everybody knows who uses their head that the communist Chinese don't tell you what their budget is. All kinds of civilian economic activity, resources, personnel are involved in their military activities 
They're not accounted for when they put their quote-unquote military budget out. It's a bunch of disinformation. I do not think we're capable of rebuilding the way we did when we were attacked at Pearl Harbor today. I think we have half the country against us. Just the mindset, the psyche has changed. But we cannot surrender the conservative movement to so-called populists and nationalists who reject constitutional conservative, who reject national security, and yes, peace through strength, as Reagan said. And yet that's why, I circle back, some of these people trash Reagan, trash Goldwater, trash the conservative movement and pretend they have other ideas, common sense ideas. Well, that's what conservatism is all about common sense and if the federal government doesn't have a responsibility to protect this country not redistribute wealth not create domestic programs but if it doesn't defend us nobody will Iran has now naval ships around the Panama Canal China has bases in our hemisphere in violation of the Monroe Doctrine China has a major base on the west coast of Africa to strike the United States. China just made a military deal with the Solomon Islands with a very deep port. That's one of the places one of my family members fought, my great uncle, at Guadalcanal. China has built nuclear missiles that can now hit the United States. China has built killer satellites. China seeks to conquer, if you will, the moon. China seeks to control both sides of the Panama Canal through contracts. Now, you have to be insane to ignore this. And to listen to what Xi says. Listen to what he says. You wouldn't have believed 10 years ago that China would have consumed Hong Kong, as they plan to consume Taiwan. And if you read what Vladimir Putin wrote, said, 18 months ago, Ukraine is not his primary target. Eastern Europe is, the rest of Eastern Europe. And if he were to cut through Ukraine and hit Poland or Romania or Hungary or whatever, the Balkan states, we're required to go to war as a member of NATO, which was created after World War II. So please think for yourself. The propaganda you're hearing from some pseudo-conservatives sounds very much like the propaganda of pre-World War II and sounds very much like the propaganda of George McGovern in 1972 and all the other isolationists and pacifists. It's great to be an isolationist and pacifist if the enemy is, but the enemy's not. Mark Levin. 
Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. We're giving you nothing but the best, the best of Mark Levin. President Trump, how are you, sir? Hello, Mark. How are you? Well, I'd rather be in Florida, I can tell you that, than Virginia. I know. The weather's beautiful in Florida. Always beautiful in Florida. Well, Mr. President, uh, there's been some breaking news over the last few days. It appears that classified material has been found in three different locations. Uh, in the Biden world. What do you make of this? Well, it's incredible, actually, uh, with all the talking that they did. You know, we have a secure place at Mar-a-Lago. We were dealing very nicely with NARA, which is a radical left group, as you know. They have, as they've re- Does anyone understand that they've red flagged the Bill of Rights and the Constitution of the United States, and they red flagged it as dangerous or potentially dangerous? And this is the people we're dealing with. We were nevertheless dealing with them fine, as we're supposed to. If you look at uh, all of the different legislation that's been passed over the years, I mean, we're supposed to be dealing with them and talking to them. We were doing that. All of a sudden, they raid Mar-a-Lago, and we had it secure. Look, Mar-a-Lago, you know Mar-a-Lago. It's a very secure place to start off with. But the Presidential Records Act... If you take a look at the Presidential Records Act, that's there to protect the president and also the country. And I fall under that. Plus, I have the right, as you know, to declassify documents. And the vice president doesn't have that right, has Mm -hmm. no rights to do that. He comes under the Federal Records Act. That's a very, very strict act, whereas the Presidential Records Act is very much different. And we were living up to that. And then all of a sudden we got raided. I guess for publicity reasons, but I don't think that publicity worked out very well for them. And now they're starting to find all of these highly classified, not just classified, highly classified documents. And if you look at the picture of him in the Corvette and take a look behind it in the garage, they got papers strewn all over the place. It's a mess Mm -hmm. of all the papers. I've never seen anything like it. And uh, they just got announced. I guess you probably know it because you usually announce these things before anybody else, that Hunter Biden is the actual owner of this house, Hunter Biden, and you know what his reputation is and uh, the problems he's had over the years. So it's a, it's a disgraceful situation. Uh, they appointed a Trump-hating prosecutor, hates to a level like you wouldn't believe, his wife, his sister-in-law, all of his friends, all the big Trump-haters. And this guy is, uh, you know, uh, really Smith. an atrocious Trump-hater. And the man they appointed as the special, I call it prosecutor in my case, the special counsel in the other case, is a much different type of person. Mm-hmm. They, appointed a man, they appointed a special counsel, a prosecutor in your case, right. who prosecutes genocidal uh, leaders who slaughter people. Yep. Now, why would they pick somebody like that? That's rhetorical. Let me ask you this. So Merrick Garland sits on this for two months. Mm-hmm. He sits on it through the midterms election. Right. He appoints a special counsel against you on November 18th. By then he knew about at least one batch of these documents that Biden had. 
By then, uh, he, he had assigned this U.S. attorney from Chicago. It's all secret. They don't say anything. And the, but, but he appoints a special counsel of the kind that you're talking about who's been, who's been effectively admonished by the U.S. Supreme Court in a unanimous decision that he overreached in the prosecution of the former governor of Virginia. Right. He goes out of his way to appoint a man like that. You must be wondering. You had leak after leak and do about your situation, including lies like you had nuclear secrets. And in this case, they're able to keep it secret for 60 days. Doesn't that demonstrate the partisanship of all this? Well, it's terrible. It's a terrible situation. But I must say, four days ago when that was announced, uh, the anchor at CNN was showing a clip of it said, no, no, he's done it again. She's referring to me. And I haven't done anything again. These are all hoaxes, whether it was impeachment hoax number one, number two, the Mueller scam, the Mueller persecution, all of these different things and so much else uh, that even people don't even know about. This has been a weaponization of the Justice Department and system like nobody's ever seen before. And the people get it. They understand it and they see it and they don't like it. But it all sort of changed four days ago. You know, when Biden is admonishing me for documents that I'm allowed to have as president, I'm allowed to have. You know, when I flew into Florida, I got to I landed before 11 o'clock. We were in Mar-a-Lago shortly thereafter. I was still president of the United States, I believe, until 12 o'clock. And I was mm-hmm. in there. That's a big difference, too. And we were allowed to take this. Uh, many presidents took things with them. Uh, Clinton took and in fact, he won a case called the Sox case, and they were taking it out in Sox. But Clinton took, and Nixon took. They actually paid Nixon, I think, $18 million mm-hmm. for the things he took. He sued them, and they ended up paying. And I think that's really how the Presidential Records Act came about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you take a look at Bush and Bush, uh, they took. They all took. But what I take, it's uh, a little bit different. And what I took, I took, I was allowed to take. And again, the president has the right to declassify uh, Mm -hmm. all sorts of rights that a vice president doesn't have. And again, the vice president comes under a very, very severe act. Nobody likes to talk about that on television. But the Presidential Records Act is, I'm supposed to negotiate, I'm supposed to deal. I gave them a lot of stuff. I was ready to give them the stuff that they raided. You know, they come in, all of a sudden they raid. They said, oh, could you put an extra lock and, you know, Mar-a-Lago is built like a, a fort. It is. You know, Mar-a-Lago was supposed to be Marjorie Merriweather Post. E.F. Hutton built it, the wealthiest people in the world at the time. And they built it. And they built it really as the Southern White House that uh, was gifted to Washington. And then Jimmy Carter turned it back because he thought it was too expensive for the United States to have that, if you can believe it. That was, you know, that was lucky for me. But Jimmy Carter, in one of his many great moves, turned it back. He, they gave it to him, and today it's you know it's a very valuable thing and it's magnificent. But it was actually built because of its security. It's got high walls all over. It was built because of the security. But on top of that, I have security, and on top of that, we have the Secret Service here. Mm-hmm. So you know we had a very well guarded situation. Whereas you look at where they're finding these documents in an office with no security or in a garage with absolutely no security in a house that wasn't even owned by him, that was owned by Hunter. And I think you're going to find a lot more because in Delaware, I understand, they have a tremendous sash of documents. And I'm sure when you look at that, you're going to find documents that you didn't even believe. And the biggest problem, Mark, is it's China. China gave $55 million Mm -hmm. 
to the University of Pennsylvania where I went. I went to the Wharton School of Finance at Penn. And, uh, you know, I'm disappointed in them as a school. But China was paying through that money. Uh, Biden got a million dollars a year for a think tank, mm-hmm. if you can believe it. So they paid Biden a million dollars a year out of the money that China gave. Now, if China wants to see those documents, I'm sure they would say, come on, let me show you. Mm-hmm. Let me, the National Archives... When you raised Obama a couple of months back and said, look, he took all these documents, which he yes, did. She did. They, yeah. they jumped to his defense that, you know, oh, the, yeah. the, that the furniture place that he put him in, that they secured it and yep. so forth and so on. But, Mr. President, these are Obama administration documents. So clearly the National Archives did not get all the documents, quote unquote, when they are with Joe Biden. So the National yep. Archives lied. They did, and Biden took them, and maybe Obama didn't even know that, but Biden probably possibly didn't. But uh, Biden took them, and as vice president, he doesn't have the rights to no. do this. And what he did is a very, you know, it's a very serious problem. It's a very serious problem. But it's not a problem for me. I'm allowed to do that. And you look at the law. The Sox case that I told you about, that was a case that allowed Clinton to take things that he took. He took mm-hmm. things. And they ended up in litigation, and Clinton won, meaning he was allowed. It's a very famous case, the Sox case, and he was allowed to take things as president, and I am too. And they made such a big deal out of it, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, and he was acting so sanctimonious, by the way, uh, to use an interesting term. Uh, But Biden, if you take a look at it, what he did, and then all of a sudden this stuff just starts coming out. And I have a feeling a lot more is going to come out over mm-hmm. the next uh, coming months in terms of him. But this prosecutor should resign. He's got a conflict. My prosecutor. This Jack name Smith. Is Jack Smith. I wonder what his name was before Smith. I don't know. Maybe it was Smith. But it seems like such a nice name, Jack Smith. Uh, he is a terrorist. He is a Trump hater. His best friends are Weissman and all of these characters. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Monaco at the Justice Department, one of the top officials. Deputy Attorney General. Uh, this, is, this is a disgraceful situation. He should resign. His wife hates Trump, probably mm-hmm. even beyond him. And his wife and his wife has a sister who openly hates, like a level that you can't even believe. And this is the man that's going to give me fair. But it's over, because four days ago when the Obama stuff Uh, came out because these are probably mostly, I guess, in all cases, they're Obama documents, unless Mm -hmm. he took from the previous administration, which I doubt. But when all of these documents started coming out and Biden had them, it really changed the complexion uh, and the intensity that they were showing to me. Because, uh, you know, what they did is, is, I don't say far worse. I did nothing wrong. What they did is not good. What they did is bad. Mm Mm-hmm. What they did is, when your folks were negotiating with them, then they didn't hear for a few months, and then all of a sudden, these FBI uh, SWAT team shows up. There had been no discussions whatsoever, and I don't see, and I could be wrong, we don't have all the facts, I don't see them subpoenaing Biden as they found document after document. I didn't see any SWAT team to try and get documents. You see, see they immediately criminalized your situation. And they admit yeah. and they handled Biden under administrative processes. But now, but now that we have a special counsel, but you're right. These are two different people. 
there's no evidence that this guy who they appointed to go to investigate Biden uh, comes in with any heavy duty animus. But there is evidence that this guy, Jack Smith's family is heavy duty Obama uh, and and uh, and his background really well, is he's a disciple of Obama's attorney general, as you probably know, and they're best friends and all this. And they've been spending years trying to get me and uh, Hillary Clinton, the whole group. This guy is a disciple, and they say he's tough. What's tough? What does tough mean? They say he's tough. We don't want tough. We want fair. Okay? Mm-hmm. They can be tough and fair, but he's not fair, and he's only out to do one thing. But this threw a, a wrench into the works. This really gummed it up because what Obama did and what, and you know, maybe he was involved. In, you know, for all I know, he might have been involved. But what he did, what you know, Biden did with the Obama papers or the papers of Obama Biden is incredible. And it's really changed the equation. And I will say the Republicans are united like practically never before. You know, that whole situation that went on for four or five days with 17 roll calls and all of the different things, it actually went to uh, and I know you were very much for Kevin getting it done because, you know, you, you understood that. Uh, it would have been a disaster had we not got that done then if we had to wait another three days before it started up again. I'm not sure what would have happened. Some bad things could have happened. But the Republican Party is, I mean, I'm watching them. They are really angry about this, and they're very united, very, very united. It's been, if, if we had done it typically on the first call, I think you'd have not near the unity that you have right now within the Republican Party. It's amazing, actually. I've got one last question, Mr. President, and that's this on taxes. So they they keep putting out words that, you you know, you must have criminal activity. You're hiding in your taxes and so forth. Turns out your taxes were done in complete consistency with the federal internal revenue code uh, that you are worth billions of dollars, that you didn't write these laws. You complied with the law. They've gone over it. They have found nothing. And then they leaked them to the public. Right. Don't you think my view is, well, we ought to do that to Nancy Pelosi, because the only way to stop yes. these people is to do the same thing to them. And she was in charge of legislation coming down the pike. So wouldn't it be worth taking a look at that? That's my opinion. Well, it is, but it's a criminal act. You're not allowed to do that. What they did, you know, is probably a shift for somebody. Shift is so bad. But um, they leaked them, and that's a criminal act. You're not allowed to do that, and that's being looked into right now. But, you know, I heard for years, I heard about my taxes, my taxes. So the firm that does my taxes is, I think, the biggest, but one of the biggest, and and maybe the most respected firm in Washington, D.C. And they are a law firm. And they go over it, and they do it, and they're responsible. I don't know. You know, I wouldn't even know. I, right. I do a good job. I built a great company, really far greater than anyone understands, and that's starting to come out now. It's a great company. You know, I got sued for values by the Attorney General of New York. The values are higher than what's down on the state, and mm-hmm. not lower, many of them, uh, but the overall values are much higher. And, you know, I got to, nobody ever heard of getting sued for values. People put values and uh, trying to protect banks. Banks that are represented by the most prestigious and and best law firms anywhere in the world, and they're trying to protect banks. In the meantime, people in New York are being shot all over the place, and nobody does anything about it. It's disgraceful. But I heard so much about taxes, taxes. And finally, after a number of years, very unfair, uh, they were able to get my taxes. It shouldn't have been allowed, but the Supreme Court allowed them to do that. 
and they did it. They went through them, and that was it. No, no, it was like people say, well, what Mr. Happened? President, I know you have to go, and we have to go because of a break. I want to thank you very much. I'm sorry you have thank to you, deal with all this stuff all the time, and yet you, uh, you're you uniquely uh, capable. I don't know if it's your DNA or what uh, well, to that- fight these people off. So God bless you, my friend. It helps when we have people like you. I want to tell you, your voice is so important, and I appreciate it very much. Thank you, sir. God bless.